0: We're back so soon.
1: We are back so soon. It's been a couple weeks.
0: It's been 2 weeks
1: maybe. It has been yeah, it's been a couple uh, yes, weeks. Not soon enough. <laughs> Not soon enough. <laughs>
0: jotted down was new news is now
1: very old news new old news well a lot can change in the span of two weeks yep
0: for example last time we did this podcast the Indians are beating the twins and playing well and right now they're getting their asses kicked by the Mets
1: yeah that's not good It's not good and last time we did a podcast Spider-Man was still owned by Marvel yeah. part, and now that's not happening. And now
0: he's not in the MCU anymore. Nope. Dark times.
1: Dark times lie ahead. Dark Absolutely. times. Just means <laughs> we're going to get a...
0: We're going to get Spider-Man 3 with Sony. With Venom again. <sighs> <laughs> the best thing they could do is cast a Sandman.
1: History repeats itself. History is... Time is a circle. That's what it is. Now dig on this.
0: <laughs> um. Anyways, so... Last episode, we kind of left off. We were going to go through some movie news. We kind of ran out of time. We talked about our favorites and least favorites and had fun with that. So now... A lot of fun. We can dive into some of our news topics. Um, and to lead off... I just want to lead off with this. I kind of said at the end of the last podcast, like, hey, we want to talk about our biggest mind fuck movie. <coughs> and I suggested that people go and watch this movie called serenity
1: not the uh firefly movie though no
0: (laughs) this is a movie on amazon prime right now that you can watch and it's with matthew mcconaughey Mm -hmm. and anne hathaway no it is not the quality of interstellar
1: i was gonna say uh it's kind of funny that you pull it up (laughs) as a mindfuck movie when they were both in interstellar right
0: no, this is this might be proof that the reconnaissance is nearing an end. It's that bad? It's it's bad, but it's like... You know how I said The Happening is one of my favorite bad movies of all time? Yeah. This one is like... It's up there? It's a movie that you'll love because it's just... Okay, can I tell you the plot?
1: Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it. Go all for right. it.
0: Again, the movie is called Serenity. <coughs> okay. So Matthew McConaughey plays a fisherman named Baker Dill. <laughs> All so right, we're off to a good start. We're off to a... Re-
1: <laughs> Baker Dill. Baker Dill.
0: All right. Not Baker Mayfield. Baker, I thought that's Baker, what you were going to Baker say Dill for a pickle. second,
1: uh, to be perfectly honest. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No,
0: this is... Uh, so Baker Dill is a fishing boat captain, and he's living a quiet life. And kind of, he's just living very sheltered on an island off the coast of Florida, right? Uh, and he spends his days pretty much just like leading tours. Um, he's obsessed with catching justice,
1: and it's like a giant tuna. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were like metaphorically saying, no. he wants justice." But no, it, he's not. But like, it's, he's, it's not All like right. da-
0: it's not like Daredevil, where he's like a blind lawyer seeking justice. No, he's looking for an actual <laughs> giant tuna called Justice. <laughs>
1: Okay, I'm uh, on the edge of my seat already. So
0: his ex-wife Karen, because you're gonna have an ex-wife, you might as well just fucking name her. Karen. Of course, right? her name's
1: Karen. That makes sense.
0: She tracks him down, and because she needs help, and um,
1: don't they she, always?
0: So they had a son together. So she wants Dill. You gotta call him Dill. You can't call him bigger. You gotta <laughs> call him Dill. She wants Dill to help her save their young son from her new violent husband. Okay, so. Uh, he's being offered ten million dollars to drop her husband in the ocean for the sharks to eat.
1: Isn't that uh, something she could do for free? Right. It's, it's and where did she so, get ten million dollars? He's I a he's a fishing boat. I know they're divorced, but he's a fishing boat captain, and she's a millionaire. Apparently. First of all, let me let me say this as well.
0: This entire island that they're on is fucking weird. Okay. Like, everybody's communicating super fucking weird.
1: Like like Lost Island weird. Like that island?
0: Yeah, just everyone acts goofy yeah. and stiff and odd. <laughs> and you're kind of like, what? Like, what in the actual hell? Like, it's it's just odd, right? Um, so the, she basically says the, the new hus or like her new violent husband, his name is Frank, basically says, hey, he'll, he'll be arriving later in the week. Um, They booked Dill, like, a fishing trip. It's the perfect opportunity to drop you know, Frank Frank overboard. <laughs> it's like this feels like the Dixie Chicks song because Earl had to die. <laughs> Goodbye, Earl. You feel weak. So, anyways, so um, he's obviously having a a problem because his moral compass is going back and forth. Right? Whatever. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Um. It becomes apparent after a while. I, I'm i having trouble because I'm just trying to decide. Puig went yard. No, Did No, he didn't. Fuck. All right, so what I'm having problems with is, is how to give this to you gently of what the movie's actual plot is. Okay. <laughs> so I pulled up on Wikipedia the actual plot of this movie, so I could read to you how it states the rest of the movie plays out because I can't put it into words. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're consulting Wikipedia. So where we left off is he needs to kill the new violent husband.
1: Yeah. Pretty straightforward, okay. like
0: scandal on an island boat Whatever. flick, yeah. right? Okay. According to Wikipedia. It soon becomes apparent that Dill is a character in a computer game. One designed by his son, Patrick Dill, whose real name is John Mason, was killed in Iraq in 2006.
1: First of all, what? It turns out
0: (laughs) that Matthew McConaughey is a video game character designed by his son, Patrick,
1: who's dead. Dill is dead
0: in real life. His real name was John Mason. He was killed in Iraq in 2006.
1: Okay, okay. M- the way they wrote the sentence was fucking weird. Yeah, right? so very McConaughey,
0: McConaughey's dead. Okay. <laughs> oh, you know why? It's because I missed a period. <laughs> <laughs> so you read it badly. I'm just I'm this movie's had me dis- discombobulated for days, so I can't even read the Wikipedia right. Okay, so his real name was John Mason. He was killed in Iraq in 2006. Patrick based the character on a memory of his father taking him fishing when he was three years old. They didn't catch any fish, which is why Dill is not able to catch Justice, the giant fucking tuna. (laughs) 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 All right. But when Karen, a widow, remarries, Patrick later introduces his mother and abusive stepfather as new characters in the game and changes Dill's task from catching tuna to murdering his stepfather.
1: So this is all just like some. It's weird a
0: kid on a computer game?
1: Yeah, playing out a weird fantasy. Yeah, that's the whole movie. That's the rest of the movie. It's fucking
0: weird, right? Okay. Uh, Dylan Dil soon begins to realize that he and the other inhabitants of Plymouth Island are merely artificial intelligent characters created by his son. Nevertheless, he decides to go along with the objective of killing Frank. Okay. So wait, I'm not a real person. I'm an I'm AI, but I'm go. gonna kill fucking kill Frank anyways. Yeah. I mean, I guess what else would you do if you found out you were fake? This is like finding out you're living in a simulation, basically.
1: Yeah. So it's like, whatever. Except I'll, for you were dead. I'll do it now, because <laughs> it's not real.
0: Yeah. Um, as Dill carries out the objective, Patrick summons up the courage to confront Frank in real life and stabs him in the chest with a knife that used to belong to his father. Frank dies, and Patrick is charged with murder, but he is released into his mother's custody while awaiting trial. He designs a new computer game in which he and his father are reunited.
1: And and that's the end of the movie? That's the end of the movie. So this movie is just a kid who murders his stepfather, and that's it.
0: Yep. And McConaughey is not even fucking real.
1: That sounds awful.
0: And when you watch the trailer and you have this knowledge in the back of your head, you're like,
1: what? So there's no point in watching it.
0: Oh no, there is a point. You should watch it. <laughs> no, you you should one hundred percent watch it. But when you mentioned the biggest mind fuck you've ever seen, yeah, like a few weeks ago, I was like, "Serenity," because it is absurd.
1: That's a good choice because I don't know what on God's green earth we just talked about, but it perfectly fits that category. Then, yeah,
0: yeah, that was. <laughs>
1: an obvious choice. (laughs) Very obvious. Yeah,
0: because as soon as I started reading, I was like, I have to just read this. I can't Uh, even tell you it. I'm
1: incredibly confused. So it did its job.
0: Yeah. (laughs) He's a video game. Why? Who fucking knows or cares?
1: Who wrote this, and why did they think it was a good idea? That's what I would like to know.
0: I like to think of it as a sequel to Interstellar.
1: A really... Crappily written, crappily made. Yeah,
0: it just doesn't make any sense at all.
1: It was just it's. This is when he found Anne Hathaway at the end of Interstellar. This is what happened yeah, after. Th- this is what
0: takes place on whatever Earth they went to. <laughs>
1: That's funny that you say that because I haven't I haven't seen it in a while. But that movie is still uh, Interstellar. It's still like the movie that I was just like I watched it the first time and was like I don't know what just happened, but it was very strange. I love that movie. It's it's very good.
0: Just the like the way everything is so real. Like Nolan doesn't rely on CGI much at all. Everything just feels super real. Like I mean, yeah. you obviously have to in a movie
1: like that. Well, yeah, like, when you're in space. But uh, no, a lot of every cha- built, every chance
0: he can, he does not use it and it the movie's always benefit from it.
1: I'm pretty sure that the uh he built that ship. He uh, built the ship and then the one of the crucial scenes in that movie where he's like in the black hole, like that's all practical effects. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's fun it's funny too, uh think about Interstellar and talk about Nolan because still like it's a way more accessible movie, I think, than Interstellar, but still Inception to this day. You really have to think your way out of that movie. Uh, th- I, I, so I my, still love that movie. My
0: favorite superhero movie is still The Dark Knight. Yeah. My favorite Chris Nolan movie, I think, is inter- in in Inception. Inception.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I just remember Going to see that movie in theaters, and I don't know if it was like the pounding Hans Zimmer score, or just like, every, it was all of it everything that happened in that movie. Like mm-hmm. when I left that movie, my head was buzzing, like I almost had a headache. I like a headache in a sense where like I don't know what really happened. I gotta think about it, and also just like what did I just see, and you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, no, I, I haven't exactly seen a movie since then, and that came out almost ten years ago. I haven't seen a movie since then. That has made me feel that way, where I was just like, I don't know what I just saw, but I want to see it again. You yes. know?
0: Oh yeah, that that movie blew my uh, little twenty-two-year-old mind.
1: To, to be fair, to, to be fair, Nolan has done that with a lot of movies. M- Memento is like that too, and so is The Prestige. They're all just like, especially like the endings of those movies make you think. And make you reanalyze the movie. He's really good at doing that to where as soon as you end the movie, you want to watch it again because you're gonna see everything in a different light. And he's really good. That's why every time um he only he only makes a movie like once every like three or four or five years. But every time he he's gonna make a new movie, it's like I have to see it because he keeps doing that kind of thing where it's like you're excited to see no matter what it is, you know.
0: This is why it's a good time to segue into our first movie news topic.
1: All right. A palindrome. It reads the same front ways and back ways. Oh. Is there already, we're already getting into <laughs> mysterious shit with that. How
0: did I not think of that? That's interesting. <laughs> I,
1: I, I saw that somewhere. I I didn't... I'm not smart enough to think of that on my own.
0: God oh, damn. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, the thing I love about Chris Nolan is like, I don't know shit about this movie. I don't yeah. know anything. And... He only has the trailer... Like, if you want to see a trailer, you have to go see Hobbs and Shaw to see it before the movie. Which, now, I don't know if it's true that it's only Hobbs and Shaw right now.
1: Which, by the way, I I don't need a reason to see Hobbs and Shaw. Like, please.
0: Oh, I'll like, go see it. Ugh. I love absurd action movies just for the fuck of it. I'll go check it out.
1: Yeah, this, we really don't know much except uh, the cast for now. And one of the interesting things about it is... Um, that Robert Pattinson is in it which is kind of funny because he's the new Batman so Christian Nolan will be directing the new Batman before his Batman movie comes out
0: Chris or uh, Robert Pattinson and um what's her ass The Kristen, girl the girl always looks stoned in Twilight Kristen Stewart Kristen Stewart They're having kind of like a renaissance together at the same time it's funny They're in a bunch of stuff cuz she's in this new like underwater movie and then she's in Charlie's Angels Yeah and then he's got Batman. He's got Tenet. Like, they're both kind of really prevalent right now. It's weird.
1: But there's uh, there's a lot of people in this movie that you either know from Nolan's old movies, like Michael Caine or Kenneth Branagh, and then there's, like, people you would know from comic book movies. Elizabeth Debicki is from it. Is in it. She's uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, yeah. A- uh Aaron Taylor-Johnson, uh, Quicksilver, is going to be in it, too. So it has a good cast. And Denzel Washington's son is like the lead from uh that's Black So that's so Black weird. Klansman. Yeah. So hey, it's Christopher Nolan. We don't know shit about it, but it's got a good cast already. Like I'm already intrigued. We it'll, it'll we know nothing.
0: It'll be awesome just by default. Yeah. And it's it Chris Nolan.
1: Comes out next year, so.
0: What I heard most likely is it's like a time traveling spy movie.
1: That'd be kinda interesting.
0: To which I replied I'm in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you had to think about that? <laughs> yeah. I'm in.
0: I'm in. Uh First, say no more. Hey, uh
1: you know, the great di- all the great directors have done a time travel movie. So Oh it, shit, yeah. James James Cameron with the Terminator.
0: The Russo's with Avengers.
1: Yeah, Rus The even the Avengers did a time travel movie. Uh Robert Zemeckis with the Back to the Future films. <laughs>
0: Yeah, basically, if any if anybody who's anybody is making time travel and shit, come on. No,
1: so it's, it's apparently Christopher Nolan's uh, turn this time. Since I'm intrigued. That, I'm I, yeah. I'm excited to see it, and that's the power of Chris Nolan right now. Is mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what it's about. You'll, you're probably gonna go see it. Oh, I'll be there just based on his uh, resume.
0: The one bummer is there's no Hans Zimmer for it.
1: Yeah, but, because
0: uh, uh, he'll be doing Dune. Oh
1: that's right. Yeah, so we
0: could segue into that. Denis Villeneuve. Uh
1: I'm excited about that too, but the thing is, is and I can do I can do this before the new one comes out. I've never seen the first one. I've heard it's a great movie, but I've just never gotten around to seeing it. And, it is great. And Denis Villeneuve uh directing the new one. Plus, it has like a shitload of great people in it. Makes me want to see the new one, so I feel like I need to see the first one first.
0: I think the new one's gonna be awesome. The original one is just—you should read the book. Yeah, the book's really good. <coughs> kind of fucked up, but it's a really good book.
1: Well, a lot of the new directors that are like that, besides like the blockbuster like superhero movies and stuff, a lot of the new directors that I really like, I based on like what they've come out with already you know like hey like what have they done so far and then you get excited for that so just based on i mean i saw blade runner 2049
0: and i've seen it that was Rob a Bonner.
1: great movie so the fact that it's the same guy that did that like i'm already intrigued same with like uh same with nolan obviously and then i'm still uh i'm still a big fan of uh inner E2 after he made birdman and the revenant back to back Uh, he hasn't had a movie since The Revenant and it's like that's another guy that like as soon as he is going to put something out I'll be like well I'm intrigued you know
0: yeah oh yeah 100%
1: so I've been doing that a lot with new new directors it's like what have you done and I still need to see Arrival like there's still stuff I need to see to like get a vision of like what he could do with Dune
0: Arrival's good it's a slow burn but it's a really good movie yeah I've heard great things about it super interesting
1: yeah but again Blade Runner 2049 was just like insanely good. And you said it before, but a lot of people didn't get to see it. So, yeah,
0: I there's something about Blade Runner that they make great movies, but people don't go see the, them. It's the weird. The
1: first one is probably one it's one of the best sci-fi movies ever. But what yeah, when it was originally originally released, no one saw it. That kind of happened again with the sequel, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Uh, I need to watch them. I'm guilty. Guilty as charged.
1: I am too. I, there's a lot of stuff I've still missed. Yeah.
0: Um, Moving on from Dune. The other thing we wanted to talk about. <clears throat> um, we had Bond 25 written down. <laughs> uh, Which now has a title. Things have changed. Yeah. <laughs> Which now it is aptly titled, "No Time to Die," which is such a Bond title. It is, and it's um, super Bond.
1: Have you seen the uh, the font of the poster, like the logo? Yeah, for it the looks movie? super old school to very me. Very old school, very Roger Moore like seventies esque to me. It's <clears throat> the
0: right idea for but sure.
1: I have been, I think the correct word is salivating for anything about Saliv- this fucking movie. Because the last movie was the end of 2015, and this will come out mm. in April of twenty of next year, 2020. So it's just been an unusually large gap between movies with the same actor. Yeah. Like, Daniel Craig wanted to take a break from it for a while, but then it just took forever to get into pre-production. They went through a couple directors, and it's just been a long road to get to even this point where they're still filming it. So I'm just glad they're filming it. It has a title. It has a cast. I just want it to come out. I, I've been clamoring for this movie for almost five years, and I—I I, it's probably my, especially with the current lull of like between Marvel movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's probably my most anticipated movie of next year. I am incredibly hyped, excited, like all for everything that they've put out for that movie, and hopefully, will continue to put out.
0: Yeah. No, I hundred percent agree. Um. Not much else I can say about it.
1: I I've loved Daniel Craig's movies, and I just I, I know that he's probably gonna hang it up after this one. So I just want. He's getting old. Yeah, I just want <laughs> I just want a good send off movie, and hopefully that's what we get. And I think that, then after a couple of years, we can get a new James Bond, which is which is fine because he's because Daniel Craig's made some solid movies.
0: I gotta ask a question though. They gonna kill him.
1: I don't know because they never they've never done that before. I really hope, never
0: actually. If they've never done it, they've yeah.
1: never they've never killed off James Bond in a movie. No, Ooh. because I subscribe to the theory, especially if you take in the fifty plus years of like real world continuity, that James Bond is a code name, and they're actually different people, mm-hmm. and the the code along with the double zero seven like, tag. It's they, all, the name it's James all Bond is all a code that gets passed down from agent to agent. So <clears throat> they could conceivably kill off this James Bond and then have a new one in the next movie, and that's, like, how you explain it, like, headcanon for, like, all the shit that goes down between the movies that doesn't really make sense. There's a lot of continuity errors if you follow that that line of thinking. If you just take yeah. them as, as they are, that's whatever. yeah. No, but the it's... but the craig movies have definitely been rebooted for the modern time and the first movie he first becomes an agent and the subsequent movies have followed like a similar the same timeline it's the same universe if you will of like every subsequent movie is a sequel to the previous you know yeah so i could see them maybe doing that and then that makes way for a new james bond in a couple years after this one comes out
0: a politically but it would be correct strange. James Bond. Just,
1: Which, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, they've already got a lot of flack for making 007 a black woman in this movie. And it's like... they st- That
0: shouldn't have leaked, though. People shouldn't have known about that.
1: I think they came out and said it. Did they come out and say it or was it leaked?
0: I thought it was leaked. Either way, even if whether it leaked or they came out and said it, it should not have been out there. Even in the context in
1: of opinion. the story, though... What a lot of people don't get is at the end of the last movie, he retired. So they're going to they're going to give someone else's his number. Of Spectre? And, a, and even. Yeah. At the end of Spectre.
0: And I didn't remember. It's been so long since I've seen Spectre. I just didn't like it enough to rewatch
1: it. Yeah. You could. I, I would. I would suggest rewatching it, especially before this one comes out. But. Yeah. uh, just. I. I have to see these like changes in the context of the story and then it makes sense. And that's why I'm not so, like, outraged. Because being outraged about this stuff, like, it's a movie. Being outraged about that kind of stuff is like, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Right. And I'd rather see it play out before I'm like, I hated this movie, you know? Like, you you don't even know what it is. But it hasn't come out yet. So what's the point of being upset about it? Right. No, and, I I agree. But either way, I'm incredibly excited. I, I can't wait for that movie. And I'm glad it finally has a title because it's been Bond 25 for... Five years already yeah that was
0: annoying i was like bond 25 i let's... thought they would
1: just leave it at that and be like hey it's the, it's the 25th movie whatever it felt like it was gonna it... be that too yeah
0: but no time to die is a great title so, I, what, yeah, so what you'll have very old school casino royale quantum of solace skyfall specter no time to die
1: yeah i that's a that's a well like i think it's like a block of movies like for daniel craig's james bond career it's cool that's a damn good set of movies i like it I I don't think there's a better set of movies for James Bond actors since Sean Connery. Honestly.
0: Yeah. Definitely not
1: uh <laughs> I mean that's assuming
0: you, Pierce Brosnan.
1: Assuming you don't get very upset over the flaws of some of the movies and No Time to Die is actually good. Which hopefully it is. If it
0: ends on a really good note, no one's going to give a shit.
1: They're going to say it was a good run. I just want I just hope he gets a good send off because in my lifetime, yeah, like in younger days, like Pierce Brosnan was James Bond. But Daniel Craig's my James Bond. So I just wanted so, to have a good send-off because he's done a really good job at it. I think he's been he's he's my favorite James Bond. Dude, so I just wanted to have a good movie.
0: He has been James Bond since I was a sophomore in high school.
1: Yeah. I was yeah, That's I was still in high crazy. School when when he was when Casino Royale came out, I was still in high school. Fucking crazy. He's been so, in a long time. So that would be so Casino well they would, they would announce it beforehand obviously like 2005ish but Casino Royale came out in 2006. So
0: he's been Bond for, th- for
1: for 13 plus years.
0: 13 plus years. That's
1: crazy. Going on 14, 15, yeah.
0: He's been doing it since before the MCU. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's that's insane. Yeah. The his second Bond movie came out the same year as Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk. So he's been going longer than the MCU.
0: The only person that was maybe in a role longer is maybe Hugh Jackman as Wolverine.
1: Yeah, but uh, I'm trying to think. Roger, Roger Moore was still James Bond for a long time. Was he was James Bond from, if you if you go by the release of his movies, uh-huh. he was James Bond from 73, no, yeah, 73 to 85. So that's only 12 years. So Daniel Craig surpassed that.
0: So Craig's been the longest tenured Bond then.
1: Yeah, and Sean Connery made a bunch of movies in a short time span. So even he was I he wasn't Bond for that long. Yeah. So yeah, Daniel Craig's already surpassed that. Damn. That's so yeah. crazy. I, mean, I didn't yeah. even realize that. Well then yeah, you have Hugh Jackman from X Men to Logan was seventeen years, so that's a little longer. But but still that's a that's a damn good run as James Bond. Yeah. I just wish he Oh would, yeah, for sure. I just wish he would have gotten maybe one or two more movies in that time span, but I'm happy with what we got.
0: No, yeah, I'm I'm super happy with what we got. Um, let's see, what else did we want to cover? Oh, well, let's. We wanted to talk. I think we should touch on it. Um, Endgame,
1: again, <laughs> again, <laughs> our most talked talked about topic. With, with with, I mean, with good reason.
0: Good reason, yeah. yeah. But this one is less about the movie itself and more about um. The Oscars award season.
1: It's coming. It's it's upon us. It's upon us.
0: One of the more irritating times for me because.
1: uh, See, to me, my feelings about the Oscars are. I'm more of a classic movie fan than Mm -hmm. a lot of people I know. Yeah. So to me, the Oscars, especially back in that day of like old, like golden age Hollywood, that was it was prestigious to win one. It's a big even today, it's semi still a big deal to be nominated for one. They, they put it everywhere. A new movie comes out, Oscar nominated actors. So they did it in, um, I'm pretty sure they did it in Zombieland Double Tap trailer. They did. They put in. Woody Harrelson, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, and this, Abigail Breslin have all been cause nominated. Because in all
0: the years after Zombieland, all those actors have been nominated yeah. for Oscars. It's it, hilarious.
1: It's a fucking Zombieland sequel, and they're like yeah. Oscar nominees. Well, they did it as a joke. Yeah. But, yeah but but still it it's still the merit is still semi relevant. Right. But back in the early days of like Hollywood, it was a it was a big deal to win an Oscar. And I think in this day and age when people really don't care about it anymore, it's kind of disheartening, but it is a lot of glad-handing and it the, the show is always like 5 hours long and it's just ridiculous at this point. However, I think it's important to the comic book movie universe in general, if you want to say it, yeah, no that Avengers end game would like represent that universe as a mainstream like I'm trying to think of how to say this, like being a representative for that kind of movie and getting the recognition from the mainstream audience. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I know what you mean.
1: Like to me, there's certain categories of the Oscars that mean certain things. Mm-hmm. Like the Russos did a great job at directing, but if they don't get nominated for best directors, I'm not gonna who cares? But Endgame was a spectacle of a movie. It was a it was we've called it before an event film. It was a huge event. It was more it's more than a movie to me. It was a huge experience. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't get nominated for best picture at the Oscars, it's a that's a joke, because it was bigger than anything else this year by far, and oh. it's not and it's not just a stupid blockbuster movie. It's not like a Fast and the Furious movie made two billion dollars and and we're like, why wasn't it nominated for an Oscar? It was a great movie. Endgame was big like that, while also having artistic merit. I think.
0: Oh yeah, hundred percent, and it's. <sighs> I'd say over the
1: past 10 years, I still want to like it. Yeah. That's why I'm still upset about some <laughs> of the stuff that I personally like that gets totally snubbed by the Oscars. The Dark mm-hmm. Knight still pisses me off. Yeah, that's... Heath Ledger won a, a posthumous Oscar because, because he died, honestly. And people, people love that performance, but he got it because he died, right? Yeah. But Nolan not being nominated for director for that and that not being nominated for best picture was absurd to me because that movie was gargantuan that year
0: oh my gosh yes
1: and and they they pick a movie that's more artistically you know representative of like film culture and stuff to put over top of it and it's like i understand that because it's a batman movie but it was really damn good and a lot of people thought that it wasn't just like Oh, we really like Batman. It should be nominated for awards. Like, it was actually a legit great movie.
0: It was like a crime drama, it was something yeah. completely different. Yeah. That's
1: that's the last time. That's what I'm thinking with The Avengers, too. Is like, should it get nominated for all the technical awards? Probably.
0: Oh, 100%.
1: But I think, besides Best Picture, I think you could argue that a couple of the actors are worth consideration for the acting uh, awards. The, the big one's Downey, obviously. Scar Joe. But I've seen a lot of support online recently for Jeremy Renner to get a supporting one, because he was so good in end game. He was so good in it. Yeah, I, that's a little, just, that's a little harder case to make, it, but it's yeah. worth it's worth. But you mentioning. can still make it, and yeah. the,
0: the thing is, is that's where it gets frustrating. Is you, you just know that people are going to look at it just because it's a Marvel movie, they won't look at it the way they should.
1: The, the thing that I'm thinking about right now in regards to this is um. I, about a month ago, I had never seen, I've seen the first Alien, but I've never seen the, the sequel's uh, Aliens that James Cameron directed. First, mm-hmm. first Alien is more of a psychological like horror film and Aliens <laughs> is like straight up action. Like, it's a huge action film, right? Right. It still astounds me to this day. That Sigourney Weaver was nominated for Best Actress for that movie. In a sci-fi action movie, her performance was so damn good that she actually received the recognition from like the Academy and was a, was nominated for Best Actress at the Oscars. She was the first person in an action movie to be nominated for an Oscar. That's what I equate. Like if Endgame gets these kind of like some of the bigger nominations, that's a, it's a huge deal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. 100%. That's what I equate it to. I don't anything.
0: I, I'm gonna be on the lookout for that hardcore. I feel like it deserves it, and it's got. I think it has a shot.
1: Even if it doesn't win, it you can't you can't go and have that show without recognizing it in some capacity. Right. It's just it would be ridiculous to me, and I honestly, I I honestly think it's that good. It, it's worth that merit. I, I I honestly do. I think I, it's, agree. I think it should definitely be considered at least. Not that it, uh, but the other thing is the other argument you can make is does it really matter? And and no, that's the
0: argument I make is that it doesn't. It
1: doesn't really though. Doesn't. It I mean, be, it would be nice. It would be another notch in the belt for that movie. But no, it doesn't. Well, I would love matter.
0: it. I I would love for it to get everything. But it doesn't matter because the fact that you satisfied everyone. Yeah. Is number one, and that happened. Number two, what is the highest grossing movie of all time? Yeah. I mean, does it deserve some of those nominations? Yes, 100% it does. If you miss out on some of them, I don't think it matters because you accomplished... You still surpassed your expectations on the movie, which were already high, I might add. They were already very high. But, I don't know. I... Despite me thinking it doesn't matter, I'm still going to be extremely hopeful that they get nominated, at least the actors, for something. So I'll be watching See, I closer. think the
1: acting, especially if some of these movies come out where they're obvious Oscar bait and the, Bullshit. Perfor- the performances are like really good in it and all that, I think the acting nominations are going to be hard to come by. So if that happens, it's going to be a huge deal. If Robert Downey Jr. gets nominated for best actor at the Oscars for playing Iron Man, it's going to be a big deal. <laughs> and I, I can't I can't think of anything that is like on that level of just like it's it would be so unprecedented to me.
0: And then Joaquin Phoenix will be next. That's so another Joker. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that'd be crazy, too.
0: <laughs> Very real possibility. Very real
1: possibility. I, that, they've already I've seen buzz about it already in that regard. Wait, people have seen it. Yeah, at, uh, it's at festivals been, it's and been shit. premiering, but I've heard stuff about it. his performance is so good that they're already talking about Oscars for that, which is crazy, too. It's the Joker.
0: Dude, I hope that movie is so unsettling.
1: I hope it's good. Uh, I mean, I want it to be so unsettling. We haven't gotten a DC yeah. movie since uh, Shazam earlier this year, so I'm yeah. excited for it. And, but
0: this one technically won't be in the DC Yeah, it's a one-off, universe, which is fine. So
1: the universe sucks fine. anyway. Give me one-off movies. That's yeah. fine. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that.
0: Universe is getting better, but yeah, I know what you mean.
1: Yeah, if you give me a one-off Joker movie, I'll I'll take it. That's fine.
0: I think DC has a real opportunity here to separate themselves entirely from Marvel and say, you know what, fuck all this continuity shit. Let's just make uh, Let's make good movies. Just make uh, just make Elseworld stories, continuity schmontinuities, Do yep. whatever the hell you want to do, and if they're great.
1: That's what they should have done. At just first. make up
0: some random rule you want, throw them all in one together if you feel like it. Just fucking roll with it.
1: That's what they should have done from the start. Yeah, they should have just started making good movies, and if you want to connect them down the road, you can you can yeah, explain it, it that way. Yeah, and do it. Yeah. yeah. Instead of building towards that intentionally and basically derailing it from the start
0: and fucking it up so you can get your bonus. Fuck Warner Brothers.
1: Yeah, honestly, fuck well, I don't fuck. I, I, not, I, not, not
0: not all of Warner Brothers. I the horror division. I'm a big fan of. Um, their, but, anim-
1: their animation group does a really good job. Yeah, them.
0: yeah. And whoever keeps hiring Chris Nolan. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah.
1: He's like exclusively with Warner Brothers. Although
0: I think Inception, or no, Interstellar is not Warner Brothers.
1: I believe it is. I think all of his movies since...
0: I don't know. I'm telling you, I don't think Batman Interstellar Begins. is. I think they are. Interstellar. I'm going to... You look it up. Or I, I can fact check it. Oh, you got it? I'm going to tell you right now. I think it's Paramount.
1: God damn you! It's Paramount. It's Paramount. Oh, oh, fuck okay. Yeah. It says, "Hey, we're technically both right." North American distribution, Paramount International, Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually that's a great coincidence. So
0: no matter what he does, he can't escape Warner Brothers. Even no. if he does do it with Paramount. That's funny. Just fucking both that's of pretty them good. at once. <laughs> He's having himself a cinematic three-way. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what the fuck is wrong with you?
0: Oh, a lot of things. There's a lot of things wrong. It's Thursday. Um, this week's been long. I'm slowly unwinding. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, last movie topic.
1: <coughs>
0: In the vein of Marvel, however, it's not the MCU. Spider-Man, R.I.P. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're gonna go over to Sony, unfortunately. Ugh. And discuss.
1: Ugh. Venom, we have, t- Venom
0: we have 2. To? <laughs> Venom 2. Which now. Venom 2
1: it, actually looks pretty great if on you, paper. If you asked me
0: about Venom 2 theories like a couple weeks ago, I'd say, you know, he throws some garnage in there, some more Tom Hardy shit. But now we live in a
1: new reality. You'll probably see Tom Holland in that movie. The problem is with that, unless they. Uh the rumor is that he and John Watts are still uh,
0: right, but I'm saying you can have Tom Hull contracted for two movies. In Venom, no. So
1: no, but if he cameos, does that count as one of the two movies? You I get, don't know that they like if you put him in I that Sony player, and then you make an, another Spider like a Spider Man three, mm-hmm. that could be his two movies, and then he's out. Yeah, huh. I don't know if that it would work that way, but but yeah, I don't know how you do a Venom movie without Spider Man now that you've. Like fully own him again, and you can do whatever you want with him. God, I just
0: hope that that this isn't. I I keep think like waiting for the article to say, "Hey, this is all blown." They still have a deal in place. It's just it's just a dream. It's just a dream. It
1: man. pisses me off because he's appeared in five movies so far. Uh, Tom Holland Spider Man. Shit, he's been in five. Yeah, he's, he's in Civil, Civil War, War both Homecoming, Avengers, and then two Spider Mans. Yeah, but uh. I did not like his characterization at all as being... I'm sorry. He's Tony Stark's lap boy. That's what he was. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. I hate the heir to Tony Stark bullshit because Iron Man was pretty cool, but he wasn't the be-all, end-all like best hero in the MCU to me. I think I love Cap and Thor way better. So the whole we need like a new leader of the Avengers is ridiculous because Spider-Man wasn't even part of the Avengers in the movies, really. It was just Iron Man being like, oh, you're an Avenger now. But there weren't even Avengers at the time, so it doesn't really matter. And I feel like at the end of Far From Home, obviously Tony Stark is dead, so like that's part of it. Mm-hmm. But you got the rest of the Tony Stark stuff out in Far From Home, and he starts to be like his own person. So it's like, okay, in the next movie, I'm finally going to get Peter Parker... As Peter Parker being Spider-Man like how he how he's supposed to be you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and now Sony snatched him away again and I'm not gonna be able to see that so it's like to me you at least potentially got to the point where it's like traditional like Spider-Man not like this MCU version where he's all about Tony Stark and now we're not gonna see that anymore it's just a waste of time to me at this point you build all that up. You build up the, the Sinister Six that you could do down the road by introducing so many villains. And now you, it's just like, unless Sony carries that over, it's like it was all for nothing. You wasted f- basically five years of my time watching movies. <sighs> depressing. I'm,
0: I'm just going to cross my fingers. I'm going to pray to my savior, Fuggy that something happens. And you bring him back. Because if anyone's going to redeem Spidey, it ain't going to be Sony. It's going to (laughs) be the MCU. I don't don't know what they're doing.
1: Uh, But I just want to point out too that the Sinister Six would have been awesome in some form no matter who the members were. Sony's fucked us out of seeing that in a movie three times now. Yeah. They set it up in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and then canceled the series. After the MCU took over Spider-Man... They are like, well, we're still going to make Spider-Verse movies, right? Where, like, about other characters in Spider-Man. They were going to make a Sinister Six movie on their own. And then that got canned. And now you set up a bunch of villains in the first two Spider-Man movies in the MCU. And now we're not going to see a Sinister Six in the MCU. So Sony screwed me out of it three times already.
0: At some point, they're going to force the issue and make a shitty Sinister Six yeah. movie. And piss yeah,
1: finally they're going to finally be like, hey, we finally did, like, like with Venom in Spider-Man 3. Hey, Venom's finally in a movie but it's fucking garbage. That, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, it's I've 100%, 100% anticipate that.
0: I was just waiting for uh, Red Foreman and Kitty to show up and tell him to put his goop away and go to his room, and he couldn't hang out with Donna that night. His goop? Yeah. <laughs> his black goop. God. Fucking stupid. But listen, all that aside, Venom 2, Andy Circus, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, If it, yeah. That's was so out of left field for me for him to be the director of that movie, the
0: king of CG himself.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> hey, maybe they'll look a li- even better than because Venom didn't look bad in that movie. But you got Eddie Circus on there now, maybe it'll look li- even the better. Ve- the
0: Venom character and Eddie Brock character are, are actually great in that movie. Like the way he talks, they talk back and forth to for each other, yeah. and everything is perfect.
1: The the thing is, that's kind of funny about Tom Hardy's Venom and Tom Holland's Spider Man is to me. The movies around them, obviously we have the one movie with Venom, but like Spider-Man in the MCU, the way the movies around, uh, I'm just going to go off the solo Spider-Man movies because the Avengers movies are are good. Yeah, no, I follow you. But the movies around those characters can be better. They're not that great. There's good parts about them, but the characters themselves are great. Tom Holland's Spider-Man is great. Tom Hardy's Venom is great. They just need they're better perfect. movies around them.
0: They need better writing teams and directors. You might as well just have Marcus, Christopher Marcus and McFeely, McFeely write those.
1: Well, or something. If, if it's with Sony, they won't because they're in Marvel. But th- that's what they need. They need better a better written movie because their, their portrayals of Spider-Man and Venom are great. Yeah. I want to see them in more movies. So you just need better movies around them.
0: It's great casting.
1: Not to say Homecoming and Far From Home were like the worst movies of all time, but they could definitely be better. I
0: liked Far From Home a lot.
1: I did too. I liked it better than Homecoming, but it, to me, and I think I said this to you before, the obvious strength of those two movies were the villains. Michael Keaton's Vulture and Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio were the highlights of those movies for me. Tom, Tom's Spider-Man is really good, but the highlights of those movies to me were the two villains. And I don't know if that's a problem or not, but it was definitely something that I noticed and I really enjoyed about those two movies.
0: The biggest problem to me with the new Spider Man, I'm saying Spider Man, <laughs> Spider Man movies. To me, like back when it was Tobey Maguire, the movies always felt like he was in this big New York jungle. Yeah. Like it felt like. New York City was as much of a character. I gonna, yeah, I was going to say. And you're right. The Tobey Maguire movies as Spider Man was. Yeah. And I think what I fell in love with when it came to Spider Man the most was I fell in love with the character of New York City. It was definitely Spider-Man a Spider Man and New York was like the buddy cops. It was like th- those two things went they're together. S- they're symbiotic for sure. Yes, those two things went together and you watched it for that big city, New York feel. Yeah. Like when they had the night New York City, you felt like you're in New York at night. Like, you know, like a, like a New York day, like you just felt you felt like you were in that world. But but but, but the the Tom Holland ones, like it just feels like
1: he's just whisked away You're to, you're, like, you're Star watching. Tower.
0: You're in a Disney Channel high school yeah show. And the same with like when he takes his field trip, you're like, okay, we're on like a cool field trip in the MCU. Yeah, but I just don't. I would like those movies, but I just don't get that. That I don't know. I don't get the same kind of like mesmerizing feeling of Spidey swinging through in New York or going to like his local deli or the Daily Bugle or seeing MJ bit. in the streets or he yeah. had like that fight in the alley. Like I don't see get to see any of the dirty, grimy parts in New York or any of yeah. that crap. Like 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 there what? There's one scene with Spidey in an alley in Homecoming. Yeah. Like I just. To me, New York is the biggest character in Spider-Man and when you take that away,
1: it it's kind of weird. It
0: takes something out of it for me.
1: Well, there there's two examples I can think of in in both of those movies is in Homecoming, you have the scene where they're going to Flash's party and he and he be like it's Spider-Man, and he's swinging on like suburban rooftops and stuff and it's I, like I didn't like that. Is it not this isn't really even New York. I mean, it is, but it's not. And then it's not it Spider Man. Then the cool thing about Far From Home was like, oh, I'm with like Shield and like Mysterio and like seeing different places, whatever. But because of that, because he was on vacation, New York was hardly in the movie. Like the the climax of that movie is in London, and it's like Spider Man needs to be in New York City, being Spider Man, be, working for the Daily Bugle, yeah, going to like these pizza places and all this stuff. And fighting, like, I know I make fun of the
0: meme all time. Pizza time, yeah. But like that's Spider Man, like he's delivering pizzas on a scooter. Like e- that-
1: even uh, even the Amazing Spider Man movies did that more than the MCU ones. Yeah, I like the Garfield. Still- the, the Garfield ones still had treated it like a character. Yeah, New York was still a part of those movies. Yeah, they, they really haven't been in the MCU movies. It's,
0: it's it's the most to me. It's the most important part if you're going to make a Spider Man movie is to make New York the, the other character in it. Yeah. Because I mean, think about it. Spider Man is a little kid playing with a giant jungle gym, and Would, it, if if he, if you take away the jungle gym, is he doing anything that's as cool? It's uh, it's
1: kind of strange though really. that they haven't done that with Spider Man and the MCU. Because I'm not really sure about Iron Fist all that much, but in Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Daredevil, you got to see the the grimy New York. Yeah, like because they were they were obviously. Um, intentionally made street-level heroes. They weren't flying above the city. So you got to see all that, uh, as you said, the grime of of New York and like the down-and-dirty parts of it and then contrast it with the rich parts, like with the Kingpin and stuff. So you got that contrast. But with Spider-Man, you hardly see any of that.
0: Yeah, it adds to it. it. It very much adds to it.
1: Daredevil feels more real because he's fighting... With a black mask in an alleyway against like normal thugs or gangs or whatever,
0: and this is all the same reason that Chris Nolan's Batman movies were so incredible is Gotham is a huge character,
1: more so, more so in Batman Begins, I think. More so in Begins, Cause I feel, I feel like The, the Dark Knight and Rises is a little more cleaned up and kind of. Not sanitized. Well, you're but, you're
0: getting a little more character centric and you've got with, some big some big roles to yeah, fill
1: in those. But begins with the narrows and stuff is that's Well, definitely, but but and, that sets it up for the rest um, of
0: the rest of the time because you understand what they're referring to yeah, the rest of the series because true. of how well it was set up and begins.
1: I just But Gotham was a dump in Batman Begins and then it kinda got a little cleaner in yeah, the other movies. It's my favorite Gotham. Yeah. I like it when Gotham's sketchy. It, yeah, it has to awesome. be. That's the point of it. So
0: I that's if if whether it's MCU or Sony or whatever, just please, please go back to New York, freaking city. I like think that that credit, that after credit scene in Far From Home, was the most Spider-Man I've felt. The one where he's on, like, watching, J. Jonah Jameson on, on like the, Madison Square Garden. on the mat. Uh, yeah. yeah,
1: it was a, or whatever. It wasn't on the John. The he's on, on a the giant teletron, screen. Yeah.
0: that was the most.
1: He was he was in New York.
0: Yeah. Like, he, 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 he literally just swings up onto a pole in New yeah. York and watches it on the screen. And I'm like, that's the most Spider-Man I've seen in this entire series.
1: Yeah. They need to do more of that. Yes. And I think if they make the next solo Spider-Man movie with uh, Sony by themselves, that's the strength of the Sony movies is being able to do that. So I think if he does that, it's not a, if they do that in the the next Spider-Man movie, New York will probably be more of a factor Yeah, it has been.
0: It has to be. Um, that actually covers, Wait a that covers all of our topics for now. I want to save X-Men for its own episode. Okay. Because we could probably talk about that for two hours. And I got some thoughts to put in a row for that.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: One of which that does not involve the 90s version of the X-Men that Fudge would want to see in, uh,
1: yeah. the Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> and Storm. Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> God, um, I did want to ask you though. just direct When we were talking about the happening, yeah, and you said that you had redemption plans for M oh, Night Shyamalan. Oh, look at
0: you! Look at that pool. Remembering
1: is that um, X Men related?
0: That is X Men.
1: Shall we table related. that for another time? That's why I think. That's why <laughs> I want to
0: table it because I think if you unlock all the best parts of M Night, like what if you get real bold with Marvel? Like the only thing for Marvel to do now is to get. Bold, like double down on some crazy ideas, like an M Night Shyamalan X Men movie or some crazy shit like that. Like,
1: well, the the funny thing about the Marvel movies so far is, besides maybe Joss Whedon and I guess John Favreau, but he's been more high profile after Iron Man. They've been really kind of uh, they've been finding good directors, but they haven't really found name directors. We haven't had a big name direct like a Marvel movie in a long time. That's you know what I mean.
0: Like the Russos made names for themselves. Yeah, the
1: Russos became the <laughs> Russos because of those movies, right? And James Gunn had directed stuff before, but he's huge because of Guardians of the Galaxy. Now Taika Wachidi. yeah, Just like an indie filmmaker. Yeah, so they're finding good directors. Ryan Coogler direct after directing Creed, coming in for Black Panther. That was a great choice too, but we haven't had a really big, like already made name. And I, I wonder if, I wonder if that's by design and they just want to give, you know, know fresh pers- uh, perspective.
0: Maybe. But like, if you have the opportunity, like say like you're making this, uh, Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. Yeah. Like get something get, get like a wacky fucking director for that or
1: some yeah. shit. But it's hard, especially with the sequels. It's hard to be like, Oh, we should get another, I know they did it with like Thor and stuff. But Thor needed it. But with Spider Man and Black Panther and Doctor Strange as like three examples, their first movies were so good that you have to bring back the director for the second one. They already did that with Peyton Reed in the Ant Man movies, too. Like we can't make Ant Man and the Wasp without I don't him. I think they
0: brought Peyton Reed did they bring yeah. Peyton Reed back for Ant Man and the
1: Wasp? Yeah, he did both. Okay.
0: So it's like you but made Ant Man a good movie. The first one I don't think was supposed to be Peyton Reed. That's what it was. It was, it was supposed gonna be to Edgar be Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright.
1: Yeah. yeah. And he ended up leaving it, and then paint Reed came in, made it, made a good movie, and then he got *Amen and Wasp*. After that, because it's like, well, you made a good movie, we're gonna, uh, they're, and they're doing the same thing with Ryan Coogler and Scott Derrickson, and, and they were bringing both, back Taika too for *Thor* four.
0: They were both good, but I can't help but think about how great Edgar, Edgar Wright would have been.
1: Yeah, it would have oh. been definitely a trip for sure. Oh yeah,
0: hundred percent. Um, but yeah, I think this is a good. It was a good stopping point on topics.
1: The next time.
0: (laughs) And then we'll also, coming up, we'll have a uh, a TV show episode for you. Because we've been talking about movies, but we also like shows. And there's been some (laughs) hot debate about...
1: What's the best sitcom of all time? (laughs) What's the best sitcom of
0: all time? Um, I want to be careful what I say. I don't want to spoil our thoughts. (laughs) But we have some... To us, not unpopular opinions, but some people on Twitter are crazy and uneducated. Absolutely, they are. The wonders of sitcoms.
1: Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. Well. (laughs) Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. No,
0: no, it's fine. But we will discuss that stuff next time.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Great. (laughs) Spectacular. Awesome. Great. All right, i out of words.
0: You're really doing so good. You're going full... uh, Speaking of shows, you're gonna pull Chris Trager on me. Literally the best. Literally. Literally. Um, but yeah. That's all we have for this week. We will be back soon with the X people twenty nineteen.